Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. On this episode of Storm Stories, a tornado ravages a small town in Alabama. It sounded like 10 jumbo jets revved up, ready to go. The house kind of shook, kind of lifted. I do not remember anything else after that. My son, he was screaming, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. It's literally like he had a bunch of Lego homes and somebody just took their hand and went, wow. Everything was just gone. And later, a flash flood decimates an Arkansas campground in the middle of the night. All I could hear was this god-awful roar. It started off at three feet, and then to have it go from that to 20 feet higher that fast. It just keeps getting higher and higher and deeper and deeper. It's pitch black. There's no light. People can't see. Above all the noise of the river, I heard a cry for help. Help me, someone. It's March 2019 in Beauregard, Alabama, a sprawling rural community 27 miles west of Columbus, Georgia. Beauregard is an extremely rural area, a lot of wooded land there. Um, there's some ranches there. There are also a lot of land that people have mobile homes on. If you're riding down the road and your folks are gonna wave, and you're gonna wave back, and they may not know you, they're just trying to be nice and polite, and that is Southern hospitality. It's probably the best community in the world. In my eyes, it is. Sunday, March 3rd, thunderstorms begin churning through eastern Alabama. We are watching a really strong, broad circulation with this storm. Let's zoom on in, get a better look at that. On the southeast side of Beauregard, 16-year-old Angela Rivera is with her mother and stepfather in their mobile home. I was laying on my bed on my phone, um, texting my friends. I don't think it was raining that hard, but there were some thunders. And I know my mom was making fun of me because I'm very scared of thunders. The thunder isn't bothering Beauregard resident Riley Belcher one bit. In fact, he's enjoying it. I love to watch the thunderstorm roll in. I love to watch the lightning pop. I love to watch the rain come sit on the porch, watch them roll in. I don't know that I should have been a meteorologist, but uh, I do like the weather. It is a very dangerous day across parts of the southeast, a highly energetic atmosphere now coming into parts of Georgia and Alabama. Then Riley catches a weather report on TV. Got a new warning to tell you about now in eastern Alabama. That's Lee and Russell counties under warning until 2.45. We could be looking at a really damaging tornado here. 
the weather man went from talking like we're talking here to a sense of urgency in his voice. He said, take cover now. This is a huge, massive storm. And I thought, hmm. So I walked out on the porch. Oh my God. First thing I noticed was this big, huge, massive black cloud. What Wiley is seeing is much more than just a black cloud. It's an enormous EF-4 tornado, shrouded by rain, rolling along the horizon. It was not your Kansas pretty tornado. It was just a huge black cloud that was sitting on the ground. I knew the weather was coming to us. I've never really been scared of weather. And as I was standing on the porch and uh, was praying, uh, I was scared. A mile and a half to the east, Ebony Wilson is at her mother's house. When she receives a tornado warning on her phone. When I got the alert, I'm sitting here thinking, is this real? This is a joke because it was so calm and peaceful where we were. But then there was a lightning bolt that dropped. I was like, whoa, what is this? What is this? The lightning strike shocks Ebony into action. She moves her elderly mother and 12-year-old son to an interior bathroom as her husband runs in from their home next door. Went into the bathroom, kicked the door shut. It was the eeriest calm. I mean, I get goosebumps. And then I could hear the sounds. I knew it was close. As I was standing on the porch, the pressure was so intense. I saw the clouds, and then I heard it. To me, it sounded like 10 jumbo jets revved up, ready to go. That wasn't the first time in my life that my appreciation for weather changed. And I was scared to death. Not just from the tornado, because I thought I was going to lose my family. Inside the house, Riley's wife, two daughters, and five grandchildren. I had to pray for our safety, the lives of my grandchildren, the lives of my wife, my daughters, you know, for God to protect us. At that moment, I did not think we would survive. Outside Angela Rivera's home, the storm has revved up its fury. I remember looking out the window and seeing the power lines shaking very hard. And it was raining very hard, so you couldn't see the houses, the trees. It was just gray. I think my stepfather was the one who said, it's a tornado. And my mom sat next to me. I think my stepfather was closing doors. Meanwhile, in a small bathroom in her mother's home, Ebony is hunkered down with her family. Then she hears what sounds like bricks being pulled from the sides of the house. 
I remember the sounds of tick, tick, tick. The pressure was so great on our chest. I mean, it just felt like you wanted to, your chest just wanted to pop. It was so strong. My son, he was screaming, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. And I said, son, I said, pray your way through. 150 to 100 yards. We're going to have confirmed tornado. We have massive damage, massive damage. Trees were gone, snapped off, laying down. All the homes that were there were gone. You can't find your neighbor. You can't find anybody. Everything was pushed up into the, the wooden line. Lake County 911, it's your emergency. Yeah, there's a family's house that got blown over by the damn tornado. I mean, it's, just, it's utter devastation. How is that as your house? No, it's gone. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. An EF4 tornado with wind speeds of 170 miles an hour blasts into the rural community of Beauregard, Alabama. Is anyone injured? Yes, I think one guy. I think he may be dead. Looks like he smashed into the car. That day. I have some memories and they're all bl blurry. As the tornado approaches, Angela Rivera and her mother are taking cover in the hallway of their mobile home. 
I just remember being next to my mom and just closing my eyes. And the last thing I know is the house kind of shook in a way, kind of lifted. I do not remember anything else after that. At the same time, Riley Belcher is on his front porch watching the twister in disbelief. I walk back in the house and I told my wife to get in the hall. Now. So they went to the hall. They asked, should they cover up with something? I said, cover up whatever you can find. I went back to the porch. From his vantage point, Riley is relieved to see the tornado making a slow turn away from his house. I think we're good. Huh? I think we're good. Back inside with his family, he's rattled by what he has just witnessed. I was shaking. I mean, I was scared to death because I thought I was going to lose my family. But in that same moment, you know that other people weren't as fortunate. They kissed my wife, and I said, I got to go. Changed clothes and immediately left. I was a paramedic firefighter way back when. Um, I'm not a member of a volunteer fire department or anything like that. It's just, you, know, you just know there's people are hurting and you got to go. A mile and a half away, Ebony Wilson is huddled in the bathroom with her family as the tornado is pulling the house apart around them. It felt like forever. It felt so long. I mean, like time just stood still. Seconds later, the exterior walls give way, dropping the roof down on top of them and burying them in debris. It was like a bomb went off and we were collapsed down. I went from standing upright to down on the ground and just, I mean, it was instant. It's not something I can unsee even now, but my mom's laying beside me and I said, mom, are you okay? She was talking about how she was in a lot of pain. I said, Mom, everything's gone. On the other side of Beauregard, Riley Belcher follows the path of destruction left by the twister. There is no comparison of seeing it when you're on the ground. It is like you can't describe the power. You can't describe the devastation. It's literally like you had a bunch of Lego homes and somebody just took their hand and went, wow, and, and shoved them up in the woods. Everything was just gone. There was a guy on the side of the road 50 feet from me with a lady. So I ran to him and he said, I think she's hurt bad. and. He looked at me and said, you know, is she going to make it? And I said, no. As Riley tries to assess the dead and dying all around him, the weather takes another turn for the worse. Within just a few minutes of us being out there, the rain came, and the rain came hard. And then the lightning. The lightning is what really scared us. In the pouring rain, Ebony and her mother are still trapped under debris after her husband and son free themselves and go find help. My mom and I were there together, and 
I made small talk with her just to make sure she was responding. She had passed out on me once. I didn't want her going out on me again. Back in the heart of Beauregard, Riley and others come across two female victims. There was a young lady in a hole that was left by a root ball of a tree. And right next to her was another lady that was under some rubble. The older woman under the rubble is dead. But the younger one, a teenager, looks like she's still breathing. So we just pulled her straight up out of the hole onto the bank there and cleared our airway the best I could with what I had. I know she was breathing. I thought, OK, I needed medical supplies. I needed a stuff I didn't have. So one of the fellas found a closet door. So we got her and eased her over on the closet door. And he said, everybody grab it side. Riley and others load the teenage girl into the back of a pickup headed to the fire station. So we get her to the volunteer fire department, and the county coroner was there. He reached in his pocket, pulled out a pen, reached over and raked it up the bottom of her foot. She didn't flinch. He looked at me, and I looked at him. You know, at this point, you think, OK, I had saved the organ donor. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A lot of people didn't make it out. It's devastating in this area. It's just heartbreaking. Sunday. March 3rd, 2019. Terrible disaster, you know? I just ripped this town apart, really. An EF4 tornado has just torn through rural Beauregard, Alabama. Riley Belcher, a local resident with paramedic experience, 
jumps into the fray as a first responder. Anytime you have something of that magnitude, you know, the, the major injury is going to be blunt force trauma. The seriously injured teenage girl who Riley rescued has now been moved to the area's closest hospital, the East Alabama Medical Center. To an outsider, it would have looked very chaotic because there were so many staff around. All the physicians were called in, all the nurses were called in. So it was a mass undertaking. Back in Beauregard, Ebony Wilson and her 72-year-old mother, Ernestine, are pulled from their now demolished house. Jesus. This cell phone video taken by a family member shows Ebony and her mom just 30 minutes after the tornado flattened their home. I thank oh the God. Lord. You tell God, thank you. Tell God, thank you. The trailer completely Where gone. Oh, yeah. Lord. House gone, too. Evendy and her mother are transported to the hospital in stable condition. But many residents are not as lucky. The hospital chaplain, Laura Eason, helps families who are trying to locate their injured or missing loved ones. One of those, the teenage girl who Riley Belcher rescued and thought was dead. I actually jumped up in a chair in the middle of the lobby of hundreds of people and just got everybody's attention and, um, and said, we have this young girl that's just had surgery. This is what she looks like. This is the approximate age, we think. Does that describe any family member? From the back of the room, Andrea Rivera recognizes the girl as her younger sister, Angela. I do not remember anything until I woke up in the hospital and I saw nurses all around me. I had surgery on my back, three fractured vertebrae. I had punctured lungs, I had some bleeding in the brain. Every time I woke up, every time, I don't know how many times I asked them, where's mom, is she okay? Angela's also concerned about her stepfather, Cameron Acock, who was thrown from their mobile home when the tornado hit. He had broken ribs and a fractured arm and, you know, cuts and bruises, just like everyone. Four days after the tornado, Angela learns that her mother, 41-year-old Irma Gomez Moran, is dead. Her and I, we had a special relationship. You know, I don't know how to explain it because it's weird calling your parents like your best friends, but we were just very close. She was the best. I just wanted to give up. But, you know, my grandma, she had just lost a daughter and my sister, she lost her mom as well. So in those moments, I was their only hope, so I kept fighting for them. 23 people are killed by the EF4 tornado with all of the fatalities occurring in and around Beauregard. For Riley Belcher, his experiences in the Beauregard tornado come full circle when he meets Angela, the teenage girl he helped save in the rainy aftermath of the storm. The first time I met Riley, he came in and, you know, he was smiling and he had tears in his eyes. 
So then I started, you know, crying a little bit. I was just very grateful. I believe her mom was with her and was saying, you can do this. I have faith in you. She has a purpose in this world, and I can't wait to see what it is. I'm just blessed to know her. One blessing to come to the devastated community. Chaplain Laura Eason and the East Alabama Medical Center create a foundation to provide residents with a long-term recovery plan that includes helping them rebuild their homes. We've been blessed that that community effort has provided us a place to call home. The Medical Center and other organizations are also helping Angela and her older sister. The hospital, they're, they're building us a house, which is such a blessing. I have a whole new appreciation for weather. I have a whole new appreciation for life. Why were we so fortunate? When folks up the road were not so fortunate. Coming up, campers caught in a deadly flash flood. It's pitch black. People can't see. They don't know where to go. There were vehicles coming down the river, just bobbing around in the water. When I woke up, the water just took me. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Western Arkansas. Home to the Albert Pike Recreation Area. 110 miles southwest of Little Rock. It's just lush valley between the mountains, right along the Little Missouri River. The water is crystal clear, and it's just a beautiful place. The area is known for the hiking and the camping and the swimming. 
and the fishing, there are no cell phones, there's no distractions. It is just about as simple as it can get. Almost as simple as it was 140 years ago when Janice's family, the Lowrys, acquired land right here along the Little Missouri River. Then in the 1970s, they opened a private campground and RV park. The Lowrys Campground borders on the southeast side of the federal recreation area operated by the Forest Service. And we've kept it in the family. I'm the fifth generation here. Arkansas State Police Captain Brady Gore and his family have owned cabins at the Lowry's Campground for more than 40 years. You make friends here, and the good thing about that is usually every summer they come back and you come back, and so you've got your own set of friends here as you do back home. For Terry Roter from Louisiana, camping at Albert Pike is a family tradition. 70 years ago, my grandparents started going up there with my mom. That was their vacation. Growing up, it becomes a regular vacation spot for Terry and her siblings, too. My mom loved it because she knew um, it was a safe area. We could go roaming through the woods, but she knew all of those trails from growing up there, so she always knew where we were and how to find us. Thursday, June 10th, 2010. Terry and her family are enjoying a lazy day dodging raindrops. We never let the rain bother us. We knew that was part of camping, that you had to be prepared for rain. Terry and a few friends and family members set up tents in a primitive camping section, while others, including her mother, are staying in a camper a short ways up the river in the RV section known as Area D. We were teasing her about it and, you know, yes, go back to your luxury of air conditioning and we're gonna be just fine. More than 100 miles away at the National Weather Service office in Little Rock, senior forecaster John Lewis and his co-workers are monitoring a storm system that's been on their radar for the past two days. We were watching a very slow-moving storm system that was coming up uh, from, from Texas. In this case, it was the intensity of the rain that we were most concerned about. As a precaution, the National Weather Service issues a flash flood watch midday on June 10th. You should monitor later forecasts and be prepared to take action should flash flood warnings be issued. But the announcement doesn't reach many campers at the remote Albert Pike Recreation Area, down in a Washita mountain valley. If you're out enjoying the area, hiking, fishing, whatever, you don't know. You don't have a TV. You don't have a cell phone. There's no cell service here. Some people seem to think that's, uh, that's a good thing. I don't know. But uh, you have to drive over the mountain to uh, try to find spotty reception. Around 11 p.m., Terry settles into her tent right along the river, while her mother, brother, sister-in-law, and niece turn in for the night in their pop-up camper in the RV area upstream. Even in the rain, we went to bed peacefully thinking, as long as we stay dry, we're happy. With the campground fast asleep, John Lewis is growing more uneasy about what's popping up on his screens. Now you're getting into that five to six inches of rain, and now you're becoming really concerned. I had never been to Albert Pike. I wasn't familiar with the area. 
So you're looking at four, five, six inches of rain on the radar. Well, what does four, five, six inches of rain do at a place like Albert Pike? All I have is me and the radar, and that's it. As far as what is happening at Albert Pike, I really don't know. I don't know. 1.57 a.m., John issues a flash flood warning. The National Weather Service in Little Rock has issued a flash flood warning for Montgomery County in western Arkansas. I start looking at it on a map, and it appears that there's a lot of camping that goes on there, and the Little Missouri River runs through it. That's what gets me more and more concerned. We were awakened by pounding on the door, you know, yelling for us to get up. I'm a police officer, so the first thing I thought, either the cabin's on fire or somebody's trying to break in. So I jumped up, and all I could hear was this god-awful roar. I knew, I knew immediately what was going on, that it was the river. The phone rang, and I got up and answered the phone, and it was one of our cabin owners that said that the river was up and there were vehicles floating down the river with their lights on. And the campers in our RV park were floating. When I saw where the river had gotten to, I knew this was gonna be a major flood. So I called 911. 2.45 a.m., Janice tells the dispatcher, get the helicopters, get ambulances, we have a major situation here. The river that's normally 100 yards or so at least from my cabin was right at my deck, just a few 15 feet away. And a cabin below us broke away and just started floating down the river. And when it did that, it pulled the electric line that was uh, above our head and all the electricity and all of our pipe went out. Everything went dark. The river was so loud. You just the crashes and snaps and bangs and everything was so loud that it was it was difficult to communicate with someone right beside you. About a minute or so later, we could hear a uh, female that was screaming for help. I had my police car, so I immediately turned my spotlight on her. 3 a.m., John Lewis issues a second flash flood warning. This includes the Albert Pike Recreation Area, with flash flooding likely. Inside the federal campground, Terry Roeder is startled awake in her tent along the river. I heard a big horn blowing, and my cousin had seen the, the water coming up and blew the horn kind of as a warning to us. It was just a startling moment because when you woke up, the only light you had was flashing of lightning that was constantly going on. You could hear the thunder, but you could hear this continuous roar of the river that you never heard before. When I stood up, I was waist deep in water and realized that it was quickly rising. So I got out from under my tarp, which was fixing to be tilted and washed away as well. The water just took me.
I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The National Weather Service in Little Rock has issued a flash flood warning. This includes the Albert Pike Recreation Area. June 11, 2010. About 300 campers are still asleep when a flash flood hits the Albert Pike Recreation Area in western Arkansas along the Little Missouri River. It started off at three feet and then to have it go from that to going up three or four feet every half an hour until it reaches, I think it went 20 feet higher that fast. And you're asleep through a lot of it. It's pitch black. There's no light. People can't see. After sending out two flash flood warnings, National Weather Service forecaster John Lewis calls the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department, located near Albert Pike. He wants to know about conditions on the ground. We didn't feel like the statement was enough, so we called the sheriff's office and said, we might be having uh, flash flooding at Albert Pike. Um, do you know of anything, and what can we do about it? And I think it had had previous flooding over the years, so it was a pretty common occurrence. So it, he didn't sound really that alarmed by the flooding down there. After being startled awake by fellow campers banging on their cabin door, Arkansas State Police Captain Brady Gore and his wife rush outside. They see a young woman in the middle of the river clinging to the remnants of a cabin. At that point, we saw we had someone in the water. You know, that changed everything for me. I, that, I went to work. We had some rope and some flotation devices, and we attempted that a couple times to throw the inner tube to her, but the water was so violent and swift that as soon as that flotation device hit the water, it was, it was gone. At that point, I went back to my police car and radioed the state police troop headquarters in Hot Springs told them that we needed uh, immediate law enforcement assistance and uh, water rescue personnel. The response he gets minutes later is not what he's expecting. Over the radio, I got the, the bad news that a rock landslide was completely blocking the highway. And so basically, we were, we were on our own for a while. Half a mile up the Little Missouri River, Terry Roeder is struggling to keep her head above water. The flash flood has just roared into her camp inside the Albert Pike Federal Campground. Then I realized we needed to move. I needed to go towards the side of the mountain. And it went from my knees to above my chest. 
And in all this time that I'm trying to move, it just keeps getting higher and higher and deeper and deeper. I pretty much had to swim to the side of the mountain. I had to kick my legs and swim because I could no longer touch. Along with others in her camping section, Terry climbs onto dry land. Then she looks upstream to where her mother and other family members are staying in a camper in the D area of the park. I kept telling everybody they have to be okay because they were in a different area, the higher ground than we are. And so we thought that they would be okay. But under the dark of night, things are not at all okay in Area D. With its close proximity to the mountainside and the river, the campsite is actually part of a very narrow floodplain, and it's rapidly taking on water. My niece, Tara, told me that she opened the door and the water was right there. Inside the camper, Terry's mother, brother, and sister-in-law are just waking up. And then they felt something hit them, and the whole camper imploded. Terry's 30-year-old niece, Tara, is thrown from the camper and into the raging water. As Tara struggles in the violent current, Terry's 69-year-old mother, Kay, unable to contend with the powerful floodwaters, is washed away. Meanwhile, Terry's brother, Bruce, and sister-in-law, Debbie, are also fighting to stay above the water. A half mile away at Lowry's campground, owner Janice McRae and state police captain Brady Gore are still trying to reach the woman in the middle of the river who was hanging onto a piece of a cabin wall. There was too much water and it was too swift. We couldn't get to her. Around 5.30 a.m., a firefighter pulls her to safety. Water levels soon begin to recede allowing others who were trapped by the flash flood to finally set foot on solid ground. But the morning light reveals a terrifying tragedy along the Little Missouri River. I could see several bodies that were around in the debris. I saw a victim's body there, and I was hoping and praying that that was a doll laying there and not a child. Western Arkansas, Friday, June 11th, 2010. Water is receding after a nighttime flash flood ravages the popular Albert Pike Recreation Area where hundreds of campers were sleeping. It was almost like you pull the uh, plug out of your bathtub. That's how fast that the water receded. Now, unfortunately, we did see the uh, first few casualties of the flood. I could see several bodies that were around in the debris. I saw a victim's body there. And of course, I began to pray. At first, I was, I was hoping and praying that that was a doll laying there and not a child. And I told my husband that I needed help. There was the body of a child. Arkansas State Police Captain Brady Gore 
steps in to deal with the mounting casualties. There were more bodies, obviously, near the camping areas, but there were some bodies that were on down the river. We made a decision to use the federal camp bathrooms as a temporary morgue. After having to swim to safety herself, Terry Roeder makes it to higher ground. She drives upriver to where her mother Kay, brother Bruce, sister-in-law Debbie, and niece Tara were staying in a pop-up camper. When I got out of the truck, I saw my niece standing there alone. And at that moment, I knew in my heart that we had lost my mom and Bruce and Debbie, because otherwise she would not be alone. So I went and I gave her a big hug and we cried together and I said, it's gonna be okay, I've got you now. At an office inside the Federal Recreation Area, Terry identifies photographs of the bodies of her mother, brother, and sister-in-law. I had to go and had my own personal cry so that I could deal with the rest of it because I knew then I had to be strong and be able to help. My mother would have wanted me to be the person that helps everyone else. They found only the chassis of the trailer days later. The best thing I can describe my mom is that she treated everybody like family. She was one of the matriarchs of Albert Pike. As the death toll rises, John Lewis is just getting home from his overnight shift at the National Weather Service in Little Rock. After issuing flash flood warnings from afar, John has no idea what's happening at Albert Pike. I turned on the news, and then all of a sudden, it was just like a bomb went off. We have breaking news, is what the guy said, and I remember it like it was yesterday. We have breaking news from the Albert Pike Recreation Area. 2 a.m., uh, the river is about three, three and a half feet. By 5.30, it was 23 feet high. I mean, that's a lot of water in a hurry. Four people uh, have been confirmed dead, and we've got 70 people missing. And at that point, it's like, <sighs> I didn't know. I, I just, my mouth was open. I think the folks that have lived here all their lives have indicated that they've seen floods before, but they've never seen anything like this. So uh, I don't know if anybody can imagine what those people were going through. When all was said and done, it was 20 fatalities, which in Arkansas was the deadliest flood event in our recorded history. From there, you're left with, did I do everything I could have done? Is there something I could have done outside of driving through there with a bullhorn and waking everybody up? I mean, outside of that, is there any, and I, to this day, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. These 20 people that lost their lives they were with their family, uh, camping, first couple weeks of the summer break. And so that's one thing that was tough for me for a long time to, to overcome was they were doing what everybody should be doing. In memory of those lost, Janice McRae and others erect this memorial on her property. My life is in two stages, before the flood and after the flood. If that can tell you just how much impact the flood had on my life. 
It's not the property damage. Not at all. It's not the lost business. It's the lost people. In the aftermath of the flood, family members of some of the victims, including Terry Roeder, sue the federal government. They allege that the U.S. Forest Service was well aware that the part of the campground, Area D, where their relatives died, was built in a 100-year floodplain. They were actually in a floodplain because it was a big circle of the river, and across the street from them was a rock cliff to um, go up that mountain. So they really, even if they had had the time, they wouldn't have had anything to physically climb up. Terry and the other plaintiffs also claim the Forest Service failed to place warning signs or train staff on how to handle an emergency. There were no warning systems set up at Albert Pike to know when the water was getting to a certain level. I think that the deaths could have been preventable. The suits are dismissed on a technicality. But in the meantime, the government bans overnight camping at Albert Pike, a ban in effect to this day. But Terry Roeder and other veteran campers think it should be reopened with improved safety procedures. My mother had gone camping at Albert Pike since she was nine years old. And that was a true tradition and treasure that she shared with all of our family and with our friends. And I definitely believe that she would still want us to go camping. Camping is too much a part of my life to give it up. This is my home. I'm here for better or for worse. And I hope that it's all the better. That river runs through my veins. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 